be very, mm. very I'm careful. Gonna, I'm going to smash cut to the story. Take many, get ready to guess. I think all throughout history, people have, have thought that. That's, that's why there's been slavery and things. It's true. Yeah. Judith Love like Cohen. Easily. Judith Love Cohen was Judith an American Love- aerospace engineer who helped to create the abort guidance system, which was used during the Apollo 13 mission to bring the astronauts safely back home. All true. Okay. Okay. She went to work the day her son was born. She mm-hmm. took a printout of the problem she was working on to the hospital. <coughs> Don't forget, this yeah. is 19, whatever. Uh, to the hospital. Um, she called her boss to let him know that she had solved the problem. That same day, she gave birth to her son. Who was her son? Or who is her son currently? Mm. I mm. do know this answer. Pete? Okay, it's Prince Philip. No, he's dead. <laughs> do, we wanna ask, do we wanna ask the question again for chat? Or Angela wanna... Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Oh, chat knows? The answer it's is Jack, Jack Black. Black. Which is Jack a great Black. story. Jack Black. Jack Absolutely Black. fabulous. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't know how this ties into Angela Lansbury um, or anything. I don't know. What's this it about? Doesn't. But hello, welcome to the 40k adjacent show. On the show today, we have the Falcon from the 40k Stat Center and Val from Games Workshop is here, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's correct. <laughs> That's correct. Newly signed. Um, actually, I, I uh, have to announce that uh, I'm leaving the show. Oh, are you? Is this the announcement? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Your crown, I'd let you know your crown fell off as you said it. It was almost well... perfect. I'm clipping that. I'm clipping that. Yeah. <laughs> The Richard the Third moment, right there. I'm not leaving until someone finds out I do this show, and then I'll probably have to leave. Hey, it gives me a great opportunity to shout out all fourteen and a half people who watch on YouTube. Thanks very much for being gangsters. Yeah, please don't murder yeah. me in my sleep, but uh, appreciate you. If you could not tell anyone that Val does this show, that'd be great. Yeah. If um if you guys could just never mention that the show exists, it would be best for all of us. Because we need this, we really need it, and we couldn't do this without people listening to us. Because the best part is, I do plug this show on every show I go on, and it has not once improved the views. Because nobody, (laughs) nobody actually wants to hear our opinions on anything. No, I like hearing them. If that helps you. Well, thanks, Rob. Dude, I, I laugh at all our jokes. I I think we're hilarious. I listen to I listen to every single episode. <laughs> Make the content that you want is what I say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what we've always done. You know, this is what yeah. we've always done. Yeah. <laughs> well, hello everyone. To One step ahead. Hello to everyone in the Twitch chat. Thanks for being here. Yeah, of pretty... course. Uh, don't yeah, forget that we'll be guys. live. Don't forget we'll be live later again at five thirty for the forty k reveal. Will it be more centaurs? Is it only uh, centaur based now? Who knows. How um, about those vampire werewolves, though, right? Uh, uh, not. Well, let's see. Datcom, uh, you can use me as a reference on your CV. Probably won't be a successful re- reference at that point, I guess. Uh, did you guys watch the reveals yesterday or see any of the reveals? And what did you two think? Well, I thought I thought the, um, you know, the fucking uh, vampire werewolves were pretty sexy. Marat? Marat? There were no. Oh, you mean the you mean Radicar? Okay, so there was this. Yeah, there was the vampire, the the vampire werewolf. Yeah. Oh no, actually, I, thought... I guess the lady on the horse or on the wolf. Yeah, Lady Elena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. They they look great. They, they did look really good. Um, I, I really like. I, 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 I want to just quickly address something in chat that I found a bit alarming. No, the US Wargamer has no direct affiliation with the FLGN. All opinions expressed on this podcast are entirely Rob's and have nothing to do with me. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> to do with me. <laughs> you... <laughs> he makes me say everything that I say on this show. I don't have anything. I have no free, I have no free will. Uh, most people wonder what I do with my time, but this is actually an intensely rehearsed and scripted show. Not a sink. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, we should talk about the hot news. Wait, let me just ask you how you both are first. Pete, how are you? Are you well? I'm okay. I'm living. I'm not dead yet. Okay. Well, that's positives. That's positives. Positive step. Val, what about yourself? Well, I survived uh, the rigors of uh, Spice Center's innuendo and backhanded threats 
and mash nations last week um and uh, otherwise great got booked for uh for a jab getting the jab nice. uh, next you, next bud. wednesday nice have you already had yours pete yep had mine a couple weeks ago my first one when we, i've not got mine yet we're not in my age bracket uh, oh we're not in mine either but um Essentially, they, oh, you're a you're a you're a e celeb in your town, aren't you? Yeah, I'm an e celeb. So I they had a little pop up, and they were like, "We're really only going to take famous people and um, and uh, people from the local Indian reserves. So if you are from either of those, right, come on down." It was very and, specific, and uh, so I just went over. And I was like, "Listen, I have several podcasts that I'm on semi regularly," and they're like. Counts for up here, so. And uh, and uh, I'm in a COVID hotspot. <laughs> Woo! Does that mean higher than average infections? Oh, nice, nice! Congratulations, team! Well done. Uh, I'm proud of you all. <laughs> um, and also, uh, everyone, also make sure you get vaccinated. And if you're listening to this, like fuck you, Rob, like fuck you back as well. Like, there's no way in hell anyone listens to this show. This show. And doesn't uh, isn't down with the vaccine. And by the way, I'm not getting the old blood vaccine. Um, only a standard risk of um, some weird side effects because, uh, again, hot spot. So I can go. I can go to the the good place and get the Pfizer or the Moderna. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to the pharmacy. I'm getting them all. <laughs> Just stocking up. It's a good that's idea. Good. Apparently, that's, that's a thing. Apparently, that helps. Apparently, if you if you do a little mix and match, it help. It, it apparently gives you a little bit of an extra edge. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. actually what uh, all of the scientists suggested. They were like, what if Barry, yeah. 43 from Townsend, yeah, just decided yeah. he was just going to mix and match all of our different highly developed drugs? And they were like, we not thought of that, Barry. What a geezer. <laughs> Thanks very yeah. much. Appreciate your work. That's like, a guy. like that's like Canada. It's like, okay, so um, guys, this is very, very uh, cutting-edge technology. You're going to want to take your second shot after about three weeks. Meanwhile, in Canada, uh, but uh, we're going to wait uh, four months, okay? So uh, no problem. That should work just fine. <laughs> yep. did, a doctor okay, tell you, did a doctor tell you to do that, Prime Minister? Prime Minister? And the answer is no. I don't, I don't know if we have a Prime Minister. Uh, we have, I think, a custard cream in charge. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've seen I've seen his issues though. It is really rough making only three hundred thousand dollars a year and not having to pay rent, but having to pay for your own food. That seems like a legit issue. Is this our one or your one? Your one. Your one. There was uh, that uh, B, like BBC article where they were pretty pretty keen on how it's it's a big struggle because he has to buy his own food. Oh my! Uh, really. Bless him. Yeah. Bless him. I'll send him. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll pay Pan him a tenner. I've got him on Venmo, so I'll be. I'll just. I'll sling him a tenner. Bozza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the. Uh, I think. He maybe strikes we, uh, me as a guy who only eats food from train stations. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good insult. Yeah, you have the body of a train station eater. <laughs> as someone who's eaten quite a few meals at train stations, I could spot one. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, me and Pete did the show last week because you were actually, uh, we, as we understand it, you were in contract negotiation with your new employers to ensure yes. that you were allowed on the show. I mean, yeah. first off, huge congratulations on your new uh, oh, role. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'm just, just getting a, just getting a call. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Oh, Reese. Reese. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Who, who messaged you? Can you spell it? N I. K-O-S? <laughs> Never heard of him. No. I don't know. Is he a rapper? Like, maybe it's like Nye Chaos. No, I don't know how to say it. Anyway, okay. Cheers. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> I was just congratulating you on your new job and wondering what your title and job role is. Uh, because some of the audience might not know what you're talking about. Well, I am the Supreme Commander of the... Now, I gave myself what I think is the best title... Anyone's given themselves, which is creative director and floating head of Frontline Gaming Network. So I'm very proud. And that's pretty much it. I think I've achieved all my goals and objectives. Um, got myself a good title, and now I'm about ready to retire, I think. CDFH. That's, that's right, whatever that yeah. means. CDFH. Well, creative director and floating head. That's, CDFH. 
Yes, uh, that's why I'm in charge because I can really break down acronyms quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Finger on my feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, how do you uh, feel about this? Uh, this your, I mean, your partner in crime, your co-host, your, you know, your uh, raison d'être, uh, mm-hmm. taking on this. Uh, I mean, much uh, vaunted and salubrious role. Mm. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to say. Um, I think that there is uh, a part of me that feels the ultimate betrayal. Um, <laughs> Perfect. And um, I think that's the the all part of me. And then uh, after that, it's uh, you know, there's a bit of congla- congratulatory uh, background music going on. And um, yeah, I don't really have much else to to say. Okay, it's exciting. It's exciting. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it. Actually, I didn't really ask. I should have asked beforehand if it was something you wanted to discuss. I just thought. I mean, it's quite big news in the kind of content creation world for the kids. Over that's what I call North America. Um, like it's, <laughs> it's a big deal uh, for for uh, like and and for you because it's like you know it's a company and a group of people you you love and uh, what you what you're hoping to achieve. I guess is kind of the the key question. Um, what am I hoping to achieve? Um, mostly more exposure for myself, uh, as much as possible. But beyond that, um, similar objectives to you, Rob, I want to make this silly game watchable. Gosh, darn it. And I think, uh, I think also I would love to, um, bring some, uh, consistency to the lineup of the FLGN and, uh, make it fun. That's basically it. I mean, it's a hobby promotion. I get to. I get to I get to give myself a silly title and and do stuff and hopefully convince uh, FLG to maybe allocate a little bit more towards uh, content creation and supporting the people who uh, have sort of risen up around um, some of their shows and um, yeah it's not it's not anything I don't think we'll be reinventing the wheel just sort of trying harder at it I gave my I felt like I, because I was being a little bit more involved I thought it would be good to have some sort of title and or way to confirm that I actually do have an association with Frontline Gaming in some way. Uh, because people were just taking my word for it, which was funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, I guess that's it. Not, not like, overwhelmingly inspiring stuff. I think we're just gonna... As, as events start up, I, I think uh, you'll see that we're just more consistent and hopefully better organized and have a nice, consistent theme. That's, that's the goal. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have watched, like signals from the front line before but no. um that's not a good show I mean, not even the one i was on <laughs> like you were so. you were on signals yeah you were on you were in studio yeah yeah, yeah you were in studio i've been to the studio i hung out with Frankie good. for like a whole week yeah. they've been yeah. to that's my right. nightclub and danced you went you went into that back closet with a green screen and uh know it. really rocked it out yeah, signals. Signals is an institution, venerable, if you will, mm-hmm. like like mm-hmm. say Days of Our Lives, um, mm-hmm. or um, other shows that have lasted a very long time. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> I love Reese. I mean, what more can you say? Can you get enough of that? He's got, got a good that. voice. He's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. some great things to say. Uh, what is? Because I haven't heard yet to move the conversation forward. What is Reese's current take on the Ducari? Because I have, like, I often uh, listen. I hear what things are said on that show through other people telling me. Obviously, never listening. So, what would be the? Because I don't listen to any shows. <laughs> That's not true. I watched the stream from round eight of uh, Dallas Open this week, uh, and I oh, listened yeah. to John, and I listened to John Lennon talk a little bit, and I thought I quite like this guy. This guy seems all right. Hmm. John is uh, is very good at uh, at talking to his opponent on stream. On stream, it's always nice to hear. Um, the Dallas Open, they went with the mic the players and have like a guy whisper every twenty minutes approach. Um, but not to really update you on what's happening on the table, more to let you know how much time's left in the round. Okay. Um, which they is might fine. Have the players love that. That's my favorite, mainly because in so, round one, two different players were having a like a very passive aggressive fight over the table. Which was joyous. I was like, "This is this is what this is the content I've signed up for." Like, if yeah. there was a network and they were like, "We're only doing passive aggressive table p- commentary from the players," I'm like, "Suck me the fuck up." That's my favorite. <laughs> it honestly is my favorite thing. Um, that's actually so in see- Canada. That's that's the horror network. 
So you could see where it worked, which was round eight, and then where it d- didn't, which was rounds one through seven. Oh, boy. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, golf 40K. Yeah, like that, but more boring is uh, generally the consensus. Uh, yeah, the I don't know what Reese's take on the Drukari is. Is that been? Is there a public take on the Drukari? I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to speak for him, but I'm just based on previous experience. I'm going to go with him saying that they're good. Oh, okay. But yeah, is that I think. True? Um, I think that um, that uh, Reese and many others in the community have kind of towed a line of it'll be fine, it'll get better, or people will adapt. But um, actually, though, has he? I, I, Rob's making a good point. Has he said anything? I don't. I don't even I really think know. he said anything. I don't think he said anything. He may I know have said, when like, I when I told him book came out. when I told him how good they were, he said that's a surprise. So. Oh right! Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Good. The other content creators, though, um, uh, this is kind of the, the the bit of the week. How do you guys feel about the? Because you guys are like meta conversationalists, I think, in some situations. Much how do you that. how do you guys feel? How do you guys feel about the conversation around the conversation, which I think is always glorious? There's been a lot of content, um, and you know, me and Pete, you and me went on a deep dive last week about a lot of the information, which I thought was really interesting. Uh, I listened to Jim's show the other day. He was had a, like a big long chat about it, which I think was fun. Logan, who's on the show with me later before the uh, the announcement, he's got a thirty minute. I said he specifically messaged me and went, uh, "Get me on to talk about Drukari," and I was like, "I was like, oh, we're doing the thing later." He's like, thirty minutes. All I need is thirty minutes, so it's going to be a, a hot mess if uh, if you want a full <laughs> whatever that's going to be. Uh, I'm in. Is what I'm going to say. Yep. So that's going to be fun. Yep. But yeah, how do yep. you guys feel about the conversation is going? Because obviously, the you can't. Have you already talked about the results from the weekend? Because I, mean, I haven't. No, I mean, I everybody else has. So I just didn't feel it was necessary. I mean, there's no surprise. Top five, all Drukari. One of them, Eldari, which was like 1,200 points of Drukari, um, with some Inari spice and some um, some uh, no look shooting from the Craft World book because that's how Sean Layden does things. Um, you know, a 73.5% win rate over the weekend to go along with the 71 to 75% win rate they've had since they've launched. Like it's so all it's getting stuff. better. Yeah, so it's it's no, that's actually a, a worse. Um, and um, and yeah, like it's it's really funny how polarizing it can be. Like it does seem like the vast majority of people, at least now after this last weekend, are very much like, yeah, we're there is something that needs to be done. Um, you can listen to Jim's uh, rant from last night about uh, <laughs> Drukari apologists that goes on for almost an hour. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it because oh, like, it's worth it it is it is like it's it's all the stuff that i think a lot of people like knee-jerk want to say and he just like says it all and it is it is quite the good rant he also does one about uh like what the definition of gatekeeping is which isn't as good but i understood why because jim just likes to react to comments um no whereas i've been seeing them for three years so i'm just <laughs> now just dead inside um <laughs> It's this why you, can, you, like, you have to watch Shit's Creek just for some joy back into your life. Yeah, yeah, like because like it's people don't understand how historicals work. I only ever get depressed when it's people that I think should know better. That's all. When people say like, "Oh, like the meta will adapt," and they're people that I know should know better. That's the only time I get a little sad because I'm like, "Well, come on, guys, we've we've done this, you know, seven or eight times now in 40k since Eighth Edition launched at least, and." The meta has never adapted. Like it's like it's a thing we make up. We say it to feel better. We're really good at this game. The whole world is good at this game. We'll figure it out, and then it'll never be a problem again. And any faction that's ever had a sixty-plus percent win rate, no one has adapted to. The game had to adapt. They had to like literally add things to make it work, um, to make it functional again. This, so this, uh, yeah. this this was the type of week where the replies I was getting from Pete were so short that I felt that it was important for me to actually call him. So that, that that was that was the type of week Pete had with this. It's, I it's see very there's trying. Loads of, there's loads of things to break down, but I think like mainly because I looked at the kind of uh, the results from the weekend and I thought, why didn't they just try and avoid the matchups? Was like my like hot take. Like I know that's an obvious one, but they didn't seem to be trying overly hard to avoid the matchups. Would be kind of my problem with 
the results. Yeah, I feel why, they're a bit why skewed. Yeah, why wouldn't they just, like, when they see the table that they have assigned, just change the number to a table that's better? Thank yeah. you. For them. Uh, also, to quote Nathan on the Monday show, why didn't they just cheat? That's always a really good, valuable way of, like, defeating uh, win high win rates. And finally, uh, risky plays. Who doesn't want to take the big risky plays? That's the... There's just not enough effort being put in by the players i think so i think that's mm -hmm. where we need to adapt effort I think that's people that's just... where ad ad adaptation needs to happen it's that's true. where the adaptation not the list writing and not even the plays just the general effort on the tabletop or the surrounding things that's why tj lanigan's so good he adapted <laughs> rob i i do want to bring up something <laughs> here uh so that i can feel included which is uh yeah. that book i sent uh playing to win yes sir and this is where this sort of concept of do you change the game or do you let her be? The Chun Chun Li example in Street Fighter Two, mm -hmm. uh, in in which the you know people could spam that character and beat the crap out of noobs. However, um, you know, really good players were able to eventually figure that out, rise up, overcome over mm -hmm. time. And I think that's kind of the mentality. It's kind of like how in America everyone thinks that they they need to have low taxes because they too one day will be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like everyone just thinks one day they too will be able to uh, overcome impossible odds and be part of the 1% of Warhammer. And maybe that's why. Maybe people just love the challenge of Drukari, right? Maybe we don't want to take away the fun of of this this riddle that we have here. Why nerf something and rob ourselves of the intellectual ex exercise of rising mm -hmm. up, not necessarily against our leaders, and our authority figures, but rising up against representing uh, the authority and the, and the leaders. <laughs> but you please continue. Have, please you continue with your point. Out, you don't have to spell out the irony I'm going for. Okay, I think our audience can get the double entendre I was making with the crown and the fur that I am wearing currently. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, mm -hmm. I do wonder why people. Yeah. believe that shit i don't understand i don't understand it any better than you or pete does um and this is something that's existed really heavily always in 40 like pete you said back to eighth this was the faq wars of seventh edition too this was oh, yeah. like itc versus wtc like itc was maybe we shouldn't have this thing happen that makes the game really hard for 99.9 percent .9 of people who play this and then wtc and nova and adepticon be like nope Rules isn't rules is written, and then and, and it would just be a nightmare. So, sorry, I'm curious just to... just for the audience, I'd like to hear Pete's point. Just for the audience, because some people might be new. The what's the ITC stand for again? Just quickly, just for the audience. Um, the International Tournament Circuit. That's right. Appreciate, appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Pete. What's what's your response? You're to right. ITC? I'm global head. I am. <laughs> the, I am. That's a good point. I am the global. You're, creative you're director king, and global you're king, of, you're king of everything now. That's right. You are the king, king of, of everything. Rob, thanks for pointing that out. I've, My pleasure. That humble. is what I, I was, was too humble. You were, you were you pointing out. Uh, that's what I was pointing out. You hit the nail on that head. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, I mean, because if you were if you were creative director of the independent tournament circuit, I mean, that's, that's, that that's, that's nothing. That's, that's, that's like, absolutely nothing. Look at corner store network, like network, yeah. you know, that's like a mom and pop organization. It's definitely a hipster, hipster crown if you're independent. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even be wearing a crown. I'd probably be like some sort of like thing I got on Etsy. Mm, yeah, some kind <laughs> yeah. of paper mache situation. <laughs> Instead of that's this, where like, all the punks are on Etsy. Yeah, really hard, <laughs> solid gold crown that I'm wearing that disappears whenever I drink coffee. Uh, yeah, Pete, what was your response to Val's point? If we remember, uh, he, I, if I've done my job, he has no idea what we're talking about anymore. I don't <laughs> have any idea what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> Uh, can I just shout out uh, Kenny Lull in the chat? Love you. Thanks for being here. Um, uh, Kenny's yeah. here? Yeah, Kenny Lull. Yeah, Combat Face Podcast. Love Kenny. He's great. Um, Kenny! Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, turn back. You've got it. You know that's happening. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an undeniable fact that those Drakari are uh, super strong. Uh, Val, just mm -hmm. to kind of like uh, re to redress your point i don't like to do this on the show i very rarely kind of like um uh, show 
the error of their ways to my, my guests. But the uh, if you're talking about the plane to win article, actually the first paragraph of that, uh, or the first like little part about it, uh, is whether or not the game it is worth, worth your time learning or playing because mm-hmm. is it a competitive game? Yep. And I mean, you can all play mirror matches, Drukari, all day long. Yeah, and maybe there are some like fringe cases, but I guess uh, the problem for uh, any professional circuit and any people trying to do professional coverage at the minute who don't have a sardonic, um, uh, nihilistic, hateful view of the world is that's me. Uh, um, are that it's hard to talk about the game as a game? I would say in some ways. And I, I guess look, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I believe that we should put the bumper rails on as much as possible uh to especially since it's fun when this game has a lot more uh potential winners but what i'm saying is i think that mentality of let it play out does not necessarily mean that the game is impossible like so if if this situation were to persist and as p pointed out no one ever overcomes um then we would um then we would maybe see whether or not this game continues to be one worth playing, as as they ask in that. But the second or third element of that book talks about essentially the urge to nerf and the urge to make changes being resisted because it takes time for people to figure out how it works. And that's just I'm just describing because that was the first time I understood the mentality. I know Pete. I know. I'm just saying this is called and this is an exercise in empathy because it was the first time I ever even understood what that anyone was talking about. I didn't understand why people wouldn't want to make a game more accessible and less uh, tippy and one-sided. And so people talk about, I think probably this is probably something I heard from the European theater, if you will, um, but just sort of the idea of, like, it took a long time to adopt a towel. That may have been Tom, um, Adriani, I'm not sure. But it took a long time in 7th edition to, address to, uh, to adapt a towel with the really weird shit and, like, like in, in invulnerable defensive lists that were developed to sort of respond to very killy things in seventh edition. And okay. I think my, the point I'm trying to make is yes, that's fun for a very specific sub- subset. For example, Ennis Wilson loved seventh edition. We do not want to make a game that appeals to Ennis Wilson. That's for crazy people. Mm-hmm. And, and he even said it in Twitter. He had an actual, like very beautiful little tweet about it where he really? said, yeah, he like it's a long tweet uh, where he basically says that seventh edition was his favorite way to play the game, but it was absolute garbage for literally everybody else, and he doesn't want to go that way because in seventh edition the answer was we'll adapt, and only the top like one percent of the one percent ever actually did, and it led to four lists, and those were all that were played in those places. And those were amazing games for those four people that played those four lists. Yep. And then everybody else didn't play the game. And um, so, it, like, this was his entreaty early on about Drukari after playing them several times and just realizing that it wasn't a game unless you were, you know, um, generally a better skill level than your opponent playing an army that had an answer. So, yeah, like, it's it's a legit thing. I understand where you're coming from. I'm just closing my eyes because I'm tired. Um, so I'm just... I'm tired. Tired of this conversation. Physically tired. Physically tired. Well, mentally also, but for other reasons. But yeah, like it's it's an interesting thing. I think the majority of the people though have have now in particular come out and been like, yeah, there's definitely issues that need to be resolved. We're even seeing it from some of the people the first couple of weeks that were like, oh, we just need to adapt. There's now more of a, oh, well, maybe this is a little concerning. Um, there's still excuses made, like oh, those those top five would have been the top five no matter what. Um, a little not... concerning. Like, can we not? Are we not? I messaged you about this. Everyone day. wants everyone wants to beat around the bush about it, right? Like, there's no there's no like this is a problem. It's well, you know, maybe maybe it's a problem. Maybe there's a concern here because you don't want to admit defeat or that you were wrong, right? Just so a I... list, just a litany of cowards. Like the 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 point is. So as like, as as head, point... as. Head... As floating head of coward cowardliness, I'm going to continue yeah. pl- devil's advocacy here. Uh, also, do you think there's a little bit of who cares right now? Like, do you think there's maybe a bit? Do you think we're maybe in a uh, uh, like a, a little teapot of people who are actually engaged in playing face to face? Like, the, I think it's the started that way. Tournaments are are is still got to be pretty low, grand scheme of things. Um, I mean, we had what ten GTs two weeks ago. 
Sure. I mean, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's some, I mean, there's a few tournaments. There's yeah, a couple so, tournaments. like this last weekend, we had one almost super major, but the weekend before, we had you know ten GT level events. Um, so I think we're real almost world there, as well, right? That's not even TTS, right? Right yeah. now, like, like people's like if people love there this hobby go. to the point where this is where they find joy. They've moved on to TTS during lockdown because they're like, I want to continue my gaming with my friends. I want to continue playing, like, ignoring new edition, which is like sales pitch, like that quintessential relationship that you have with your buddies because you go and meet them at the weekends or you go to events has been continued on through things like TTS or everything else. Whatever the situation might be. Oh, what are you working on right now? Oh, I'm working on my tower. Oh, that's really cool. They're terrible, though. It's like, oh, no, that sucks. But, like, you know, hopefully they'll get better. Like, that emotional strength that you get from having a hobby a hobby should be fun like a hobby a competitive game should be competitive the comp the ultra uncom the over competitiveness of the jukari makes it a not as fun a hobby so you're destroying hobby very important that that doesn't happen and b makes it not a competitive environment it doesn't make it fair or balanced or in any way it's still competitive but it's not interesting and so that that um that that counterpoint that like it isn't an issue is insane especially when you're in the 70s this is the point that blows my mind people aren't raging i would you should rage when they're in the 60s like low 60s like 62 percent people should be like this is bullshit this is where people should be that's where people should hold people to account like and then it's only now like oh hey 72 percent maybe that's a problem <laughs> what fucking world is this like, I feel for and Pete, because having done this for Age of Sigmar, I've been that guy for Age of Sigmar. I've been through this process. And my process is, with the Age of Sigmar community, if you don't like hearing it, fuck off. Because you're wrong. I don't like any cunt fucking content creator who's out there banging the drum of something I don't want to hear. I just, just tell them to fuck off, because they don't have an opinion worth listening to. And I think it's unfair on Pete. It's unfair that people keep asking him, and he knows, and he cares. That's why he fucking does it all. I just think it's a bit much, is what I think, ultimately. So, so Pete, look, all right, Peter is 40K's Cassandra, and this is this is the punishment he's gotten for something he's done in a previous life, or he upset mm -hmm. Zeus at some point. We don't know yep. exactly what the story is. It involved a swan. Um, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. Uh, the baby was weird looking. Anyway, long story. <laughs> Mistakes were made, all right? And now yeah. he's forced to know how bad things are in 40K and for no one to believe him. In fact, argue against him and tell him he's an idiot. I mean, this is just the way the way the world has been set to work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's fine. I think uh, Tom Dix here was like, next couple of books, add Mech and Likely Sisters, correct? Expecting them to make this whole convo moot. I think that's actually, this is the thing, the feeling I've had um, since the numbers started coming in and I saw the initial reactions for certain people was, you know, COVID screwed up the launch of everything. Everything's several months behind. We've talked about this before about other codexes. We kind of saw it with Book of Rest where all of a sudden we got supplements for books that were coming out like a week later, um, which just d doesn't make sense unless that Book of Rest was supposed to come out like at that time period, but there were supposed to already be six other codexes in play. Um, so I really do believe that a lot of this is like, hey, when we were testing this, we were testing this with two other extremely powerful books or three in the meta, and it wasn't that big a deal to us, um, which also scares me as to why we're, we're waiting. Um, I think there's because let me tell you, like talking about those apologists, if it's orcs, <laughs> I will be I'll yeah, like, they're fine. They're so fine. I uh, I did uh, the Florida Man podcast this last week. They haven't uploaded. The, they think they've only given it to their patrons yet. But the, it was actually something I've said is like it's very hard to be objective when you like something a lot. Um, when I do stats, right, there's this whole st statistician versus analyst thing. And you have to separate the two. You can't do stats and analyze them at the same time because you'll end up running into issues with bias and all sorts of other problems. Right. Um, so you got to shut your mind off. Um, but even I would get it. Sometimes I would look at, like when Custodes had their huge ramp with the Caladius Grav Tank, there was definitely times where I didn't like what the data was saying, and I had to like stop myself and be like, well, this is it, buddy. Like These are your rules you've set up. Don't change them because your favorite army needs to be nerfed. 
Um, so I can, I definitely see it when it comes to, um, other people that are like, you know, this is my baby. I've been waiting all this time. Like maybe, maybe I see something that other people don't. You lie to yourself a little bit cause it's hard to be objective. Mm-hmm. So I get it. People are really attached. And then, you know, there's other people that help make the rules. Um, and they get attached in, in a different way because they're like, this is my baby and that I'm the reason why this happened. Or I feel like I'm the reason this happened. And it's all going to be fine because, you know, I see the future and I know what it'll be like. So it's just, but I don't like, know. That's, that's weird. Like, like and I, I want to say I apologize to the audience and to you two for, for dropping the C-bomb. Uh, just because, like, like, I feel for Pete on this, this subject. Like, I do. And like, um, and that's where it comes from because I just like, like it's. I've been having fun with it. If anything, for me, I want it to be like in the eighties. That's where I want it to be because it all falls down more and it, it's funnier for me. Like as an observer, I'm like burn Rome. I want to watch. Yeah, like it's great. The uh, the I like that that comment on Spice Center was one of the first times I've ever heard Tom be like, "Why? Why would you want that, Rob? Why? <laughs> why would you want? Why would you want the game to be worse? I don't know. We want it to be better, right? Don't we, guys?" We do. We fundamentally do. That's that's where the criticisms are ensconced, right? They come from a place of love where you want them to be good, right? But yeah. the argument that and I don't need everyone's had this conversation or maybe they haven't, but like the argument that just wait for a better future is weird because ignoring release schedule or anything, tailoring a book to come out and have a level of power above X, even if it's for a four week window, maybe that's all that was intended, is still a long time in real world time like maybe that's one guy's weekend away that year to do his game with his mates and then he just gets like stomped at a tournament or an event or something who knows like there has to be some like idea that what you're putting out there as a product is designed to make people have fun like yeah like that's got to be the core like that's all i care about now is people enjoying themselves and it just seems to take away from people enjoying themselves when we were midway through the release schedule of 8th edition, um, I think, like, for example, not even midway, I would say, like, halfway through the first year, and there was a particular, especially around, like, strats, and there was, like, a particularly big gulf opening up between the haves and the have-nots, and there were still a lot of have-nots, which is kind of where we are right now, plus we have a slower release schedule. Um, like, things got things got awkward, and there were a lot of people who started clamoring, like, they, sh- they should be releasing all of the... Uh, rules all at once because that's what happened at the beginning of eighth edition. And by the way, it was it was pretty cool, although still woefully unbalanced. They 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 needed to do a lot of work. Um, I think really like the problem is the the sort of sequential release strategy, the way mm-hmm. that they've always done it doesn't work if you want to have a game that you know doesn't require emergency patches all the time, and is on top like their job is incredibly hard even if they were very systematic and serious about their approach um it would be hard to make this game sing in a in a really you know anything close to a parody type fashion right so like i think that the fundamentally i think the, the way that the release schedules is built is why we always find ourselves in this because you're, you're either going to have you know power creep where each subsequent book is getting stronger at least versus the previous edition obviously or you're going to get, if, if you're coming from an edition that was viewed as too overpowered, you're going to get the reverse of that. New books suck. You saw that at the beginning of 7th. So like Orcs, Dark Eldar, um, and the other ones that were right at the beginning, Space Marines. So yeah, there were, um, that, that's what I think really the problem is, 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 is the way that they, they roll out new rules and new editions. No comment from me. I'm not talking about the company anymore. That's my thing. Uh, and I'm happy to be so. Uh, with the, uh, the okay, well, I mean, some great things from the weekend. If I, if you don't mm-hmm. mind, me kind of pivot in a mm-hmm. little bit. Gene Silicos, I think they went five three. Gene Silicos. Yeah, one guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool, dream. man. Mm. That's pretty cool. I thought anyway. Let's... And then Admec, that that fella, um, uh, nearly won. Mark Hurtel. Yeah, 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 amazing. Seven one. Mark Hurtel was. Um, I think he was number one Admec, the last real year of the game. Um, He's a really, really good player. They call him the Rain Man for a number of reasons. Um, it's like the ar- only army he's played for years. Um, he's won several GTs, as I recall, um, out of the Pittsburgh area normally, the Steel, the Steel City, which is actually where TJ plays, of all things. Um, but, yeah, uh, he's a great player. Um, 
Admech were kind of like the army a lot of people pitched as having a game into Drukhari. Um, they don't, unless you're Mark Hurtel, apparently. But man, he really... <laughs> He really put up the numbers. Um, I mean, he beat he beat Naden when they got to the table. Naden and him both agreed whoever went first was going to win. Um, he beat um, Nanavati. Um, and then he, like, I think that probably he lost to Lennon because he got tilted because Lennon had a really good turn too. And that was after uh, Mark going first and usually crippling everybody. And he didn't. He kind of had a sub... Slightly subpar turn one, and then Lennon had an amazing turn two where literally everything he targeted died. And uh, then he went tilted and forgot like half his army, and that was it. Yeah, but, he also um, said the, uh, the secondaries he chose, he was like, I chose different secondaries all weekend, and then I just did something different. Do you think, like, is he someone likely to, to be spooked by someone like Lennon? Was it like a. a I don't think so. Spooking? I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to say. I, I mean, know Lennon's, that... Lennon's jacked. So like you come to that yeah, table, he's massive. Got, he's like if you like the camera doesn't show it. The camera doesn't show how like just a big guy Lennon is with his weird hair and his monotone drawl and um, his small Florida. arms. Florida, uh, you can tell. He's got like long gum, short teeth syndrome, which uh, is. <laughs> I was like, do I make that joke? Uh, number Bring one, huge fan, huge fan. I really liked. <laughs> Carry on. I make fun of him all the time, so it's fine. He seems like a great dude. If I'm he honest, is. So. He is. Good. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, how about how about here's here's a little something I thought that was neat from the Dallas Open. Um, eight rounds. That is a that is a rarity. Uh, a a three day tournament that's not run. You know, that's not like Adepticon, Frontline Gaming, Nova, one of the weird Australian ones, or like WTC. Like, I think that, I think that's a pretty big achievement to go to a three day tournament. Pretty neat. I would say, um, based on the the tables, and I'm in no way talking about the terrain, but I might talk about it in a minute. Rough on the back because they were low tables again. Can oh we, boy! Because we're all tall fellas. Like, mm-hmm. can we mm-hmm. not this? Like Val, if there's anything I'd like the FLGN to push, it would be taller tables. And if you short stand on a box, that oh, would be right. like, yeah, that's. If there's a podcast we could hear about that because we don't hear about that enough i think because it's too low it's only because i was um we're getting chairs for the venue right and our tables are quite high so we need st- bar stools as opposed to like like a, a regular chair or like whatever and um and, and then i got me thinking about warhammer world and if you've ever been to warhammer world they have like children's stools like the smallest stool that you could mm-hmm. ever get like basically a step high and then i was like but I remember sitting at a table comfortably with it, and I'm like, how low are the tables? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm trying to think about that. Low is what I'm picturing. I don't know if you guys have ever been to an event where the tables were high enough. Yeah. Um, actually, my old LGS, they w- invested in a bunch of stand-up tables, and it was amazing when you played on them. Like, they had two gaming rooms, and usually they'd have they'd have, like, seven or eight tables of the old school style in one, and then they had their five stand-up tables, and if you could get on a stand-up table for any of your games, it was just beautiful. Just amazing. No issues all day. If you could get all three, if you could get all three games on that table, or tables, man. Okay, so my follow-up question is, oh, no, Val, have you played a, a, any uh, taller tables? Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite nice. But then you'll have the opposite problem, which is the shouties out there aren't going to be able to to Boxes. reach into that middle, maybe yeah, See, maybe you need like a little little uh, little running board on the tables. Like, nah, just saying, if Games Workshop, Games Workshop could release a a box that you could buy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. brilliant. That's a product. That's a that's product. That's brilliant. Call it the yeah, Bits yeah. Box. You put your <laughs> store your sprues in it, and then also it's your carry case and your standing box. That one yeah. <laughs> works really well. How about um, just while we're kind of just discussing tournaments and stuff? How about um, there were different heights based on how well you were doing? If you were doing badly, oh. lower tables. Mm-hmm, like, so it's literally mm-hmm. you're at the higher tables as, as time goes on. Thoughts? Oh, I like that. Punishment uh, for being weaker at the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know me. I really don't want anyone to enjoy the game unless they are top level. <laughs> um, I will say I'm both. Not, not inclusive. I am not an inclusive person. No. Get out Ex- of here if you're bad. Exclusive with two Fs. That's so yeah. Pete over there. Um, yeah. I would say, actually, chat brought up a good point. Accessibility is an issue, Rob. For like not just like like so people uh, who are uh, in, in in a wheelchair or differently abled, they mm-hmm. would uh, yep. they would probably need a, a, an issue. ability to go there. 
at American tournaments, because they're often in like hotel ballrooms and stuff or, or, or convention rooms or whatever, normally they have a lot of chairs. So like normally there's a there's a culture of sitting during your opponent's term. And um, for, for a long time, I just never sat. And then finally, I noticed that my opponent was 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 sitting while I was doing stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm like, I'm just going to give it a try. Amazing. Nice little seat. I wonder if yeah, there's, like, there's a, a product there's a product we haven't yet invented. I was wondering also about John Lennon being such a tall fella and the tables being so low. Do you think that gives him a commanding view in a top down perspective? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, all like five foot four of John Lennon. Definitely. Oh, is he a tall? Definitely. Is he a small fella? He's not really that small. I just I think he's like five ten or something. But oh. it's it's a it's a better it's a better better narrative than what you were going with. I like it. It's, Damn it. I thought because when you said he was jacked, I thought he was tall. But no, I'm, just... I was lying. Um, oh, the table must be really small then, because he completely. looked quite tall next to it. Uh, mm. <laughs> they used um, children's tables, like like they would, like if you were at like your grandmother's house for like a Thanksgiving dinner, and they're like, you have to go sit at that table. That's what they used for all of them. Um, <laughs> did you see? And, uh, yeah. How did you feel about the terrain? Uh, picked on a little bit, uh, I thought. Did, yeah, did I mean, have any thoughts? Uh, it didn't look good, and uh, they definitely got blasted for their first couple of um, attempts at showing the world what their terrain was going to be like. And they did make adjustments. They there was one table that kind of made the rounds at the end of it all, um, that was essentially 100% line of sight blocking, and that looked um, real dumb. But I will, like, in their defense, say that uh, like I've heard stories that the the people. One of the people that was in charge of their terrain um, um, essentially passed away while they were, uh, and so they ended up like way behind. Um, and uh, maybe this isn't true, but uh, like I would like to believe no one would lie about something like that. Um, so it caused them to be behind, and they ended up having to, you know, try to make a hundred and well, they were trying to be a two hundred fifty six table event right a 256 person event so you need like 128 tables worth of, of insane, terrain insane so of course um that's going to lower your quality uh, like in one way alone unless you want to spend you know thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and then if something like that really did happen to set you back um i think they did a fine job uh i'm going to try not to harp on them too bad um even though a couple of their terrain decisions were, were looked fucking terrible <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, but yeah. Was this the um? Was this the first successful one? Like, did they have their first one planned for last summer? Is that, is um, that these guys? Like the Dallas GT has happened before. This was their first attempt at making it a super major. Um, and it was supposed to be a super major COVID times and it got canceled. So this uh, is their okay. first their first go at it. They ended up at 170 players 172 something like that so i think I'm, i think i'm thinking of the ball, the balls balls one balls was the one that never happened period and then yeah. they were trying they were trying to and then there was that was a whole drama because they wanted to have it the same weekend as the dallas open the first time i mean there's only so many weekends to choose from in texas so sure. you know <laughs> yeah i mean there's a lot of events uh there which i think is interesting um q-shaped terrain has been brought up in the chat which i think uh no one's explored that mm. uh, but i don't no. ever i don't talk about terrain at any point more uh, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, my, <laughs> uh I, before we head off today how do you guys want to uh or what do you guys expect predict hope from the 40k reveal today there is okay. a, in but in but five hours which we'll be mm-hmm. live for on the show uh, a bunch of reveals. What are we thinking? What are you hoping for? I'm hoping for a mobile app game for 40k where I'm allowed to paint my Space Marine armor. That's my fervent hope. That's my fervent that sounds hope. like a particularly specific uh, hope. So maybe we'll get lucky. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously I'm curious to see more more orc stuff. I think that'd be cool. I'd be excited about that. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm in for that. So in. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Falcon, where you at? You seem keen. I, I really want, I really want some Murder, She Wrote themed models. That's it. <laughs> Do it. Hold on. GW, don't be fucking cowards. Murder, <laughs> She Wrote this. <laughs> 
Brooklyn she wrote and Chew. This. But uh, wait, have they released any of the Warhammer Crime yet? The books they have, but like uh, they haven't released a model, and they but could just you, do it. Have you read the Warhammer Crime? I did. I read. I read the Crime. The Crime. Well, how was and it? How was it? It's good. It's actually um, the two of them that I've read were fantastic. Actually. Wow. Um, the uh, Christopher Wright, uh, Rate, whatever, however you pronounce his last name. I don't know how you British people right. pronounce things anymore. Um, Bloodlines was just fucking incredible. I really enjoyed it. Really had a good romp through that book. So literally, highly recommend. Literally the maybe second or third book I've ever attempted to listen to on Audible. That is 40K Fiction. Started it last night. Went to sleep to it. It was mm-hmm. delightful. I like, a, I like that. You, yeah, it's Eisenhornish. Yeah, it's Eisenhornish without like. There's a little less mystique. It's a lot more like this is a detective. Mm-hmm. Like you could you could feel Angela Lansbury in that book. <laughs> in your bones. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> you know she did porn, right? Just she gonna throw that out not. there. She, she did, did not. She did. She did. Not. She did. Are you talking about like you're talking about like a softcore midday kind of like. Yeah, when she port. was a, when a she was about port. sixty-five. When she was about sixty-five, yeah, she did the she did a whole movie about like having sex when you're in your sixties and how how to do it proper. Wow! From a hot tub, and From- like <laughs> these days, that would be on Twitch, and she'd be making big money. Big money, big big, big money. money. Instead, am- she, they probably paid her like twenty bucks, and they're like, just get in that tub. Angela, she's a national treasure, and they're just like Angela, get in the tub. Okay. So, uh, wow. Um, they, I just found an article uh, from uh, the Metro News in some place. Angela Lansbury rubbing herself in cream and exercising in a onesie is mesmerizing. That's the lead. Yeah. Um, and I can't I think, see how it isn't. I think. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wow. I mean, that's something. Is. Like this is what I wanted to talk about for the whole episode. Instead, we got all uppity about like Drukari, and but now I'm just like, we have a reveal today, GW. You released like 16 fucking centaurs yesterday for AOS. <laughs> Where's my fucking centaur? Where's my Angela Lansbury? I'm centaur. like, I'm looking right in my camera because I'm so fucking mad. This is what I expect. <laughs> if you don't give me squats, if you don't give me some kind of orc scenario that's amazing, we're getting, we're getting snake bites back. You like they never left. They never left Val. But where's yeah. my Angela Lansbury? Where's my squats? Where's my um, centaurs? I just want like fucking orcs. I saw someone the other day say, "Hey, there's a bunch of boomer elves riding boomer dinosaurs, elves. and I can't collect them. Is that real?" And yes. Like, that's wild that they haven't made that yet. Thanks to Scotty D49 for raiding us with seven folk. Uh, appreciate yeah. you. What up? This is the 40k yeah, Jason Scotty show. D. Yes, Scotty, Scotty D. D. Missed, yeah. You missed all the good parts, you seven I've never, people. I've never seen a 49 sided dice, but I'm sure it's cool. <laughs> yeah, they had centaurs and bat centaurs, and Did we you get see the no vampire model. I really, I, I initially saw the vampire Four model, and I was like. Ever? I'm into it, and then I was like, "No, nah, on reflection, I'm not. This is dumb." I'm not either. No. Vampire centaurs, fuck them. Fuck vampire centaurs. <laughs> GW, you had so much potential, and you ruined it on vampire centaurs. And your big <laughs> centaur guy, um, Craggy Butt, like that's his name. Too much Craggy teeth. Butt. Too much teeth. What, what do you is mean? This? There's too much teeth. Look at his teeth. Like he has the two heads. He has the one where his mouth is open. A one. Mm-hmm. And then he has the one where his mouth is closed and he's gritting his teeth. And there's just like all teeth. Like it's just like half his face is teeth. What is that? What is that? I know your dental situation over there is is just awful. And you just don't know what real teeth look like. And I'm assuming that's what happened was they were like, they, they told the sculptor like, hey, can you do some teeth up for this dude? And he was like, no, I can't. I really can't. Um, Never seen really I really like the short gum, long teeth insult earlier today. That is a particular kind of awful. Um, I think it was the wow. first, but, but I'm also, yeah. Oh, I, the best thing I ever heard someone say was, uh, you've got a really nice smile. It touches your eyes, but I wish it would tell your teeth. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking awful. <laughs> Scribbo over here defending 
<laughs> teethy models. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, he didn't like it. He didn't like it. Did, Val, did you have any takeaways from uh, from the the reveal? No. Well, all I know is that I, I can't use the pretty lady filter too much because it's going to stop me from being able to continually catfish you on Tinder, and uh, <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think it's far too effective. I'm, I might have to I might have to rewatch the video version of this show. If you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Well, I think this is a this is as good as any place uh, to end one of these shows <laughs> where we are at. Um, you guys got any shout outs uh, before we head out today? You got anything you want to holler at the moon? Shout, uh, shout out to the Spice Center, bringing that hot spice. Well, I don't uh, know if you've got any spice this week. Like, I think I think we said both, I've all said we're bored of the Drukari conversation now. So You're going to you're gonna go to, oh, you'll find something to natter on about, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, what about uh, you, Falcon? You got anything? Big shout-outs? Big shout-outs? I mean, I big. thought I was I thought I thought was pretty big on the Centaur thing and Angela Lansbury. Like, how how much bigger do you want me to get, Rob? Like, I mean, this is I mean, huge. It's, it's your platform. Nothing else just... matters. <laughs> Nothing else matters right now, right? The game is a mess. Um, I don't know what to say about it. Like, I'm so sad. Um, listen. My, so many people watch it. <laughs> my my nanny Annie, my great nanny Wiggle Wiggle, she once told me, okay, she was she said, Listen, my angina's acting up, my psoriasis <laughs> is acting up, but listen, you just gotta love people and don't pee the bed. That was it. She was a fucking genius and I loved her. And uh yeah. That reminds me of something uh, my grandpa once told me, which is uh, when you pee in the in in the in the in the jug, remember to take the lid off, or else it goes everywhere. Yeah, she's yeah. What jug yeah. are you peeing in? Why does? <laughs> well, he was limited mobility. He was a very old man. He had to pee in a little fucking jug, and sometimes he apparently forgot to take the lid off. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the 40K Jason show. Uh, On that sad note of our inevitable end. By the way, I think I just, I might be hallucinating because I look like a pretty lady, but we got up to 150 viewers there for a hot minute. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mostly. Too many. People love, <laughs> exposure people is love too high. the 40K adjacent show. Uh, <laughs> we need to lower the exposure. Guys, if we could watch in shifts, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> That's what happens when I have famous people on the show. It's uh, true. It's true. Uh, the, the the extra Sky ten Rockets. to twelve people just I wish, show up. I yeah. wish I could do. I wish this thing would do a hair flip. If if this if this thing could do a hair flip, my lip it would be perfect. But I can't. I can't flip my hair. You don't need to. I, I'm also in gray today, which is very rare. Almost never yes. in gray. Um, yes. So that's uh, that was a nice little change for me. Uh, love you all, Twitch chat. You're all brilliant. Uh, YouTube guys, be nice to us. Uh, obviously, I know you're a bunch of thugs who just want to be mean, but if yeah. you just leave a you, comment. YouTube, listen to me. Listen to yeah. me, YouTube. Fuck off. Stop it. <laughs> be nice. Rob. Rob has feelings. He he reads all your comments. He's not like me. Okay. I have. I don't even know. I didn't even know we had YouTube. <laughs> just be nice to him he's a good person he has a good heart teeth are a little messed up just like Kragnos he's a bit jacked up but he means he means well but as well hey also uh I want to I want to say shout out to you Val like I think it's great that the passion that I know you have for the community is going to be pushed to push a people another group of people with passion for the community in a great direction so I think that's great so uh, I think wonderful, uh, but we're gonna have to take the piss, and you know that, right? So, like, that's how it works. I'm gonna yeah. have to be very suspicious of all the comments that just previously came out of your mouth, because I'm pretty sure they are not the view shared by the Honest Wargamer or its viewership. Uh, the and, Honest Wargamer uh... and its viewership can't agree on the fucking color of piss. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> wheat, wheat color. <laughs> <laughs> is it bright red? Is it like an orange? <laughs> Why does it always so, smell? Whenever uh, it's been bright red for me, it's been a bad thing. Like I've had to be in the hospital. So go for the wheat color. Anyway. Yeah. Goodbye, podcast, podcast people, stay hydrated. Love you tons. Bye. Wait, we're gonna oh. do a raid. Oh. I did a raid. You have Hold to on. raid somebody. Rob. Is Angela Lansbury online right now? I've already organized it. 
Um, apparently, you don't ask. Sad. Today, don't ask for tufts. So, if you could just ask for someone's opinion on the Jukari meta right now, that would be great. Uh, I do love reading um, painter streams. They're like, what? So, just ask them how they feel about like blade veins and stuff. I'm sure they'd be fine with it. Strength seven. Is that true? (laughs) Oh man, one day.